All right, please welcome in Daniel Kuzemka, goalkeeper for Charleston Battery. How you doing? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So first question I have for you is we're going to start at the beginning of your career, right? right? So you spent your first three seasons in college at Clemson. Um, I'm right about that. Am I right about that? Yes, okay, I did. Just making sure. First three years there, yeah. So I kind of want to talk about like when you're like 15, 16, 17, what was that like process like of like where you played and then how, what was the recruiting process like for Clemson? Because Clemson for any sport, I'm sure it's not an easy thing to get recruited yeah. to. So like, how, how did it, you go about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, high school is when I really started like picking up soccer. I also played high school football and basketball my freshman year. So I didn't really focus on soccer too much until like high school sports ended. And then my sophomore year was like, okay, like I want to focus like pretty much solely on soccer. So I was playing club for a good club team uh, in Arlington, um, Arlington, Virginia. We were one of the top teams in the country for club, but um, the USSDA um, soccer academy started up, but I hadn't yet joined that. And that's really like the best platform when I was in high school to get recruited. Yeah. So my junior year, I went to Bethesda only, um, the academy team up in Bethesda, Maryland. And that's kind of really where my um, career, I guess, kind of started taking off. That's where I started getting exposure from a bunch of colleges, um, you know, just playing at our academy games, you know, playing against New York Red Bulls U18 team or Philadelphia Unions or DC United's, you know, we'd have 30, 40 college coaches there. So you play well, you're in front of, you know, 30 or 40 division one college coaches, also division two and three coaches as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's where I started to get recruited personally playing in the U S soccer developmental Academy. And um, my junior year, I had a really good year and I played really well at the Academy showcase down in Florida. And that's where, you know, Clemson saw me at first. Um, I already had some other offers, but, you know, Clemson was a school that was on my radar because, you know, the big football school, they went to the national championship the year before in soccer, you know, one yeah. of the most historic soccer programs. So I went down to their two day winter ID camp um, so they could see me again in person live since it's hard for them down in South Carolina to get up to Maryland and see me all the time. And I played really well and they offered me there at the camp and, you know, I went home, you know, I thought about it and uh, I ended up taking the offer about a week later. And yeah, that's how I, uh, pretty much my high school um, recruiting process there, you know, just making that transition to the academy and then getting the most exposure as possible by playing in front of as many college coaches as I could. So, yeah. So what was it like playing for Clemson? Cause Clemson he, athletically is such a historic, yeah, huge school. What would, did you feel like a, like a special, like, what would it feel like playing there? Yeah, it, it was, it was really cool. You know, it's, um, Sports are big down in Clemson, you know. I'm not sure if you've been there, but, like, it's a college town. And in Clemson, like, there really only is the university. So yeah. sports are a big deal, you know, for, like, the students, the people of the city, um, just the whole state in general. You know, Clemson's huge in South Carolina. So being a part of such a big historic soccer program was really cool. You know, people knew who you were, which, you know, makes you feel good about yourself. You know, you worked really hard to get there. And it, it feels nice to be recognized for sure. But um, no, it was a great experience. I learned a lot, uh, really good level, um, 
was there with some other really good players. And, uh, you know, it was, a, I need, it was a good three years and I needed, I learned a lot there. I got better, but um, it wasn't an ideal three years, but, you know, I learned a lot and uh, it made me a better player and better person for sure. And yeah. helped me get here to be a professional. So I'm from North Carolina. So it's huge Clemson fans there. So yeah. I'm sure I couldn't imagine. So um, in your three years there, what was, like what were some of the hardest things you went through and what were some of your favorite things that you went through? Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing was not playing, you know, I didn't, I didn't get as many games as I wanted to. And as a keeper, only one keeper plays, you know? So, yeah. you know, two of my three years there, I was the number two out of four keepers and it's hard, you know, like just being there and, you know, being on the bench, not playing. And there's other guys in the stands that aren't even dressing, but it's hard when you're not playing as well because you need the minutes. So, but it was great. You know, a lot of really other good goalies that were there with me, they pushed me a lot. And um, out of the five goalies I was there with, three of us are playing pro now. So it's oh, wow. Yeah. The Clemson production is it's pretty crazy. I, yeah. I looked at some of the just, I mean, all sports in general, just the um, production of professional athletes at that school produces. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's insane. So, yeah, I'd say that was probably like the toughest you know, realization there, like kind of realizing like after my third year, like if I want to pursue my dream and like be a professional and, you know, chase, you know, higher levels of soccer, like I'm going to have to transfer where I can be the number one and play every game. So, you know, cause I made a lot of good friends in three years there at a fun school like that. You meet a lot of really good people, even outside yeah. the soccer program. And it was hard, you know, to have that, you know, epiphany is like, wow, like, I got to leave here if I want to accomplish my individual and personal goals. So that was probably the hardest thing. And uh, the best thing about being on the team there was, you know, just meeting so many good people, you know, yeah. like a lot of the guys there are like really genuine down to earth people, yeah. um, friends for life. And also like great soccer players, like so many of my friends there that I'm so close with, like they're playing professional as well. And like all different levels, you know, MLS, USL, MLS next. Um, just all over, even out in Europe. So it's just cool seeing all of my friends and, you know, them chase their dreams as well and me chase mine and, you know, just reminiscing back on the days where we were 18, you know, just, you know, laughing around playing Xbox and, you know, going to the dining hall and going yeah. to sorority functions. And now we're here, like, you know, getting paid to play for a living. So uh, it was, it's probably the biggest thing in the, and, uh, the most grateful thing about Clemson for me is, you know, the people I met for sure. Yeah. So when you left Clemson, when you, what was, first of all, what was the transfer process like? And then what did it mean to you? Like, why did you choose Charlotte? Um, well, when I decided I wanted to transfer, um, it was like the first year the transfer portal was a thing and it makes it very accessible for other college coaches to see who's available to pick up. So it was really, it was good timing for me, you know, so I entered the transfer portal and um, I had a number of phone calls and emails within 24 hours. You know, it helps coming from, you know, one of the most elite programs in college soccer. But yeah, um, I talked to a good number of schools and had some options, but Charlotte really stuck out to me because of the coaching staff. Um, you know, the head coach is great down the earth guy. Great coach knows the game really well um, in a winner like he he's known to win mixed NCAA tournament every year. And that's something I wanted to do personally. I wanted to play in the NCAA tournament. I didn't want to drop down from Clemson 
to a school where, you know, we're getting, you know, destroyed four, three nil every game. Yeah. I want to compete. I want to be on a top 25 team. And Coach Langan from uh, Charlotte, head coach, he uh, he's a winner. And that's what I wanted. And the second thing was the goalie coach, Brian Edwards. He, uh, I was just blown away by how he presented the game and, you know, how he, um, how him and I had like an instant relationship off our first phone call. Like there was just a click and he knew he could help me reach my goals and um, he could push me to get to where I wanted to be. And I'm just grateful that I chose Charlotte because it was a great two years and I couldn't have asked for any more from anyone there. So yeah. Charlotte was incredible, incredible program, incredible place, good people. So going back to what you said about that NCAA tournament bid, what was it like being able to compete at such a high level like that? And just what did it mean to you and your team to, to get yeah. to play there? It meant a lot, you know, that's the biggest stage in college soccer. And um, being able to be one of the leaders on that team and, you know, help represent us and our university on the biggest stage in college soccer was, it was a good feeling for sure. Um, Cause you know, only 48 teams out of all of division one get to play in the NCAA tournament. It's, yeah. it's tough to make it. So it was, it was a really good feeling, you know, and just to go out there on our home field and be able to play in front of our own fans um, on the biggest stage was, was awesome. And night up night. I'll never forget. Yeah. So towards the end of your Charlotte times, what was your decision to decide to go pro? Like how, what was that process like? Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to go pro like since I was probably 15 or 16 years old, I was like, I want to be a professional athlete. You know, I want to be a professional soccer player. And when our season ended with Charlotte, you know, um, there's the MLS draft, there's trials, there's a bunch of soccer's, soccer's interesting. It's different with other sports um, yeah. just because there's so many different leagues. Like here in the U.S., we have probably five or six different pro leagues. Yeah. And um, it was just crazy. It was hectic, you know, like putting together film, you know, being selected in or being entered into the MLS draft was a pretty cool accomplishment. Talking to some MLS organizations was pretty cool as well and then signing with an agent was very stressful you know because they're the one that has all the connections they're doing the lobbying for you and that was stressful you know talking to some big agencies smaller agencies individual agents um that was probably the most stressful part for me because like yeah. they almost control your future and i'm just so happy i chose who i chose because great guy you know he's more than just an agent like he's a he's a friend and yeah. someone there for me so it was just hectic like anyone that's going to go through that process of you know graduating college or leaving college early to go pro it's just it's just hectic is the best way to put it there's just so much there's so many movements and pieces like that are just scrambled and just trying to put them together is difficult but you know if you have the right people in your corner you can work it out if you're good enough to play yeah yeah, you're the third person I've talked to on this show. And it seems like going pro is not an easy thing at all. So, and I think hectic was a very interesting way you put it because I just, that, that's what I want to get out of this is what it's like to go. So what was, what made you choose Charleston? What was so, yeah. like, why are you glad, are you glad you ended up there? 
No, I am. I'm, I'm so glad it ended up here. I had a couple places I was considering going to, and uh, I decided to come down here for a number of reasons. Um, one of them is just the location. Like we're in a great, oh, yeah. you know, down great the, area, great weather, great fields. And uh, as a goalkeeper, you know, playing on turf just it kills your body. And it's nice to go out there every day and, you know, play on grass because it's my job now, you know, and I got to take care of my body. And it's just much nicer going into an office where you're playing on nice Bermuda grass compared to, you know, turf in the freezing cold up in like Connecticut or somewhere. Yeah. So, um, that was like a big thing for me because you got to be healthy. And um, I've always kind of struggled with turf. It beats up my body. So I really wanted to play on grass. Another one is uh, one of my teammates from college at Charlotte. Um, he plays here as well. So, and he was my center back. So I thought it'd be nice to, you know, get back playing with him and have that cohesion because we played for a year. So we're, yeah. uh, we're super tight and he's my roommate as well here too. So he's not here right now or I'd have him say hello, but he was another reason why I wanted yeah. to come too. And yeah. just the goalie coach too here, Brian Jones is like, he's, he's the best, like probably the best goalkeeper coach in the USL championship. Like he's already gotten me so much better and like, the levels that I think he can take me to is incredible. So there was just so many reasons and it was just an obvious decision, you know, like when I had the opportunity to come down here and, you know, play in front of the coaches and see if they, they wanted to sign me. I, I was like, I have to come here. It's unbelievable. So, so grateful for everyone here to help make it happen. Yeah. You hit the lottery in location to play. I love Charleston. I did. It's awesome. It's, it's one of my favorite places. And yeah. And, what you said about turf, it's annoying playing in America and every freaking field is turf. Because I'm oh, playing, he's I, like any position, turf just, it's painful. It is. I played two years in high school on a turf field and it, it's so much different. To oh. I love playing on grass fields. It's just a different vibe out there on grass. It's just so much more enjoyable too. It just feels like real soccer, you know? So The ball just moves better in my opinion. It does. It just it, it moves the way it's supposed to. I don't know why turf just I hate turf. Yeah. Me and turf have a beef. Yeah, um, turf. So you said you talked about your goalkeeping coach. So I I've never talked to a, a keeper before. So what is it like studying a set position? Like what do you do to prepare? Like you and you sorry you said you didn't play until you're like 15, 16, and but you've made a pro. So what was it? What did it take to study this position and get to as good as you are? Yeah, goalkeeping is unique. It's different than every other position. It's very specialized and individualized as well. There's not like one specific way to play like a, a goalkeeper. Like you can look at, you know, a keeper like Kaylor Navas, who's six foot tall, or you can look at Courtois, who's six seven. You yeah. know, they play totally different. So you need someone that knows the game really well as a goalkeeper coach and can identify your tool set and help you maximize that. And that's something that I found at Charlotte with my goalkeeper coach, Brian Edwards, and also my goalkeeper coach here, Brian Jones. They just have a very strong knowledge of the game and they can help me maximize my physical attributes and my technical attributes to help me be, you know, the best version of myself because there's three goalkeepers here and we're all completely different. You know, like, yeah. you know, like there's a certain way, like, you know, to like pass the ball or, you know, make to, to make runs in behind as a nine, but as a goalkeeper, like it's individualized, different techniques, you know, it's just, it's so different. And uh, a lot of it's just like 
really working your butt off because like in a game, you can't show your work ethic. You can't press, you know, you can't make recovery runs. You yeah. can't, you can't do certain things while and training. That's where you have to make that up. You have to put in those extra, extra reps and, you know, work really hard in training because in a 90 minute match, you may not touch the ball, but if you're a field player, like in a 90 minute match, either way, you can run your tail off or, and you can yeah. show your work ethic. You can show your determination. Like, you can't do that as goalkeeper and you got to do that at the training pitch. So it's important to have a goalkeeper coach who really knows the game really strongly and just pushes you to your limit. And that's what I have here. And it's just incredible. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just growing tremendously and rapidly. And uh, I'm really excited, you know, just keep working with him here. So what are some of the biggest things that he's taught you? Um, Really you don't have to, to reveal all the secrets. Yeah, yeah. Really how, to, really how to maximize, like, my power, like, my explosiveness. Um, yeah. I'm a very explosive athlete. And just, like, little, like, little tweaks to, like, my foot positioning or the angle of my knee while I'm diving or creating and generating power. It's just little micro adjustments. Like, it makes the biggest difference. You know, it's a game of inches, and especially with goalkeeping, like, if you get a finger to a ball, you can push the ball around the post. But if you don't, like you're a half a centimeter off, it's going to the goal. So just finding those little micro adjustments in your game to make a difference is really what it's all about at this level. And that's something he's been able to do with me so far. So just him really teaching me how to maximize my um, physical attributes and my explosiveness is something yeah. that really helped me with. So when you... I don't know if you watch other games, but when you watch like, doesn't even have to be a high level, like a, like a Champions League game or even like an MLS game. How do you watch the game differently? Because a fan just watches it. Yeah. Watch it. Like I watch it because I watch how certain players play and like outfield and stuff because I've always been a winger. But how do you watch the game? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, like I watch it from like a goalkeeper's perspective. Like I'm always, you know, watching what they're doing, like their movements, like even like their movement without the ball. Like if they're, if they're going to get it back pass, like I pick up on things and, you know, I'm like, take like visual images, like, Oh, they're, they're creating more depth or they're moving, you know, laterally across the goal to give themselves more time. So I really try and learn while I'm watching. It's hard because I want to enjoy the game as well, but I also want to like, get something out of it at the same time because it's hard to do both but I, I try and watch the game from like a, a learning perspective because you know I'm trying to you know get to that level one day where I'm playing in the MLS or even in Europe one day so yeah I'm just trying to you know soak it as much as I can anytime I can so you know watching soccer is a big part of that so I watch a lot of soccer for sure and try and learn from them did you watch the Leeds game this morning no, I didn't. I had family in town this weekend, so I actually yeah. didn't watch any of the games this weekend. But I saw I, I, crazy results the last two days. Yeah, I tried to catch some before I saw my mom today. Yeah. Uh, there was a big goalkeeping mistake in that game. You might see it on Instagram or something, but uh, Melier had a bad touch, and then Aketia just slid in. So mm -hmm. what is that like when you get a back pass from your defender? Because like, I don't know how – you sure, you don't get that much time to make a decision like yeah. – what is the like adrenaline rush or what is it what is it like when you get that ball and how do you distribute it? Yeah, I mean it's all it's all confidence. You know, it's something that you know goalkeeping is all all the pressure is on you. There's no one yeah. to back you up. There's no one to defend you if you make a mistake. And 
your confidence comes from training. So, you know, like I wouldn't say you're really nervous or you're, you know, hesitant when the ball is coming back to you and you see pressure coming because it's something you do every day in training, especially at any professional or high level. Um, it's just execution at that point. I'm sure his touch wasn't good or he didn't scan the field right. You yeah. know, if there was really that heavy of pressure. I didn't see the goal. Like, and if he scanned the field and the pressure right, he probably would have cleared the ball first time. You know, you always err on the side of caution. So, yeah. Um, I guess he probably didn't execute right. He probably, it probably wasn't nerves. It was probably execution. It was a pretty bad touch. Yeah. Um, so, who is, because the last two people I've had on, they've talked about who they've kind of modeled their game after. And I want to know who you, like, who is one of your favorite players and who's someone that you've studied to be a better keeper. Yeah, someone that I've, I've changed it throughout the years, but, like, Casper Schmeichel's really been my guy the last four or five years. Great Um, keeper. Just for, like, a number of reasons, you know, his story of him, you know, playing in, like, fourth or fifth division, you know, from going from Man U to dropping way down, you know, having all that pressure because of his father being, you know, the superstar. Yeah. And, um, you know, him just grinding it out. You know, it's not easy to, you know, go from being a star to going to play into a low club. And goalkeeping is really mental. And he also does, like, a lot of podcasts. And um, he's really good about, you know, explaining how, how it's a grind and how goalkeepers are so unique and how mental and and how tough you got to be mentally and just keep sticking to it and, you know, learning from your mistakes, not, you know, being down on yourself. So he's someone I've really looked up to because of just his story more than anything. Obviously he's a great keeper, you know, won the Prem, you know, like played in world cups, everything. And um, I just really look up to him because of his story more than anything. So it's someone that, his stories inspired me to say the least, you know, just to keep going and you know, keep believing in yourself and, you know, don't, don't cut yourself short, you know, just, just keep going. Yeah. He was one of my favorite keepers in the world last world cup. I mean, he was insane. Yeah. That entire, I don't remember what stage they made it to. I think it was quarterfinals, but he was, he was so good. He's yeah. always been one of my favorites. Yeah. I love him. Um, so I noticed on, this might be a dumb question, but I noticed on Instagram you're followed by Begovich. So what is it like to be recognized by someone who is a legend of the game, who played at such a high level for so long? Yeah. No, Asmir is great. You know, I talk to Asmir all the time, actually. Um, he actually sponsors me with his um, his glove brand, AB1 Goalkeeping. So anyone yeah. who's a goalkeeper and looking to try out gloves, I definitely recommend his. Um, I've been using them for the last – three months ever since I became a pro and they're great. You know, I think they're so much better than Nike and Adidas, what I've used the last probably 10 years of my life, but you know, he's a great guy. It's good to talk to him too. Cause he's a bit older. He's been around. He's probably 36 now as he's getting, he's getting up there and he's, he's played yeah. all over the place, you know, Premier league champions. Yeah. He's a prem champ. Um, he's played on the biggest stage for years and years and years and just, his experience and his knowledge of the game and like what he can give back to me, his knowledge is just, it's awesome to have that as a tool, you know, someone to talk to yeah. and, you know, just get advice from, because, you know, I'm just starting off my pro career now. Like I'm a rookie. I just, you know, I'm just starting off and, you know, he's kind of on the down end of his career, you know, getting older. And um, it's just good to, you know, hear his stories and just hear his advice and what he would do in my situation 
looking back at his 15 year plus career he's had. So yeah, it's just, it's just a really good tool to have. And he's a great guy. Really, really good guy down the earth person. Great player. I've watched so yeah. many of his games. I've always been a big fan of his. Um, so going back to Charleston, and so I just checked the standings earlier. You guys are 13th, which is not, I mean, very, it's still very early in the season. It's early. We've been, we, very, we've very been struggling a bit, but, yeah. you know, whole new coaching staff. I think there's only six players from the team last year here. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. It's all new people here working in. We're trying to figure out, you know, a lot of things that I can't really discuss because, because it's confidential, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get things going soon. We've got really good players and the staff is great. It's just figuring out, figuring out our identity more than anything, you know, and we're just, we're all so new. Like there's 26 signed players and 20 new players. So it's just, it's so hard, you know, it's just finding that team chemistry and the cohesion and figuring out, you know, the best style of play for our personnel. But I think we're going to get there soon. We've been getting, our results don't show our performance um, out there on the pitch, but I think it'll it'll come soon. We're we're getting close to going, getting around the corner. Yeah, I mean it's impossible to win in any sport with new people, young people. Yeah, it it takes a little bit. So, but I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. I love USL. Um, so talking about your team. So, what is your relationship with the primary starting keeper, Joe? Is it Kuzminski? Yeah, Kuzminski. What's your guys' relationship like? Oh, we're super close. You know, he's he's been around the league for I think this is his sixth year now or fifth year. He's been a pro for a bit, so he's he's kind of a veteran. You know, so it's good. He's showing me the ropes. He's teaching me a lot of things off the field, how to be a pro. You know, how to take care of your body, um, just how to live this lifestyle. It's so different. Like, you know, we work from. I'm up from 7.30 and I finish my work. So from like 7.30 to like one, like I'm busy, like I'm in my zone and the rest of yeah. the day, you know, we have the day off, like, you know, and like, is it bad for me to go hang out at the beach for a couple hours a day or is it okay? You know, it's, it's maybe not good to go be out in the sun, you know, it drains yeah. your body. So it's just, he's teaching me a lot how to be a pro. It's the biggest thing because there's so much free time. I don't have school. I don't have study hall. Like there's no social events. It's just, like, what do you do with your free time to maximize, you know, your your career? So he's teaching me a lot on how to be a pro and even on the field too, you know, just little little pointers and tips. So it's yeah. good to be someone that's been around for a bit as a young goalkeeper because goalkeeping is all experience. What has your – how – what has your transition been like going from student athlete to full-time – this is your full-time job. What is the scheduling like? Is it – harder is it what do you what's been the biggest difference um what am I going to do with my day really like <laughs> my my day's done at one o'clock so it's just am I going to go read am I going to watch you know Champions League like there's some days I just I don't know what to do with myself here just like yeah. that. like what am I going to do because like there's only so much you can do like you don't want to go out and you know do something physically demanding on your body, but you also don't want to just lay around all day. So it's yeah. just finding like a happy medium of, you know, keeping yourself occupied and knowing when to chill and lay low. So yeah, that's probably the biggest thing because like in college, like as a college athlete, you're so busy, you know, from 
7 a.m. to 8 p.m. You're jam packed. Even later, some nights doing homework. Like you don't have free time. You don't have time to think about, you know, what am I gonna do? But sometimes I'll catch myself scrolling on Instagram or TikTok for an hour. I'm like, holy crap! Like I'm I'm wasting my day. Yeah. But not since I've got nothing else to do. So that's probably the biggest difference for me, for sure. Just the amount of free time you get. Well, I mean, it's hard of being a student. I couldn't imagine being a student athlete. Yeah. So, um, kind of going to wrap it up a little bit. So what would you give, what advice would you give to young keepers who are getting around that high school age? What is, what is the, the biggest advice you give to them? Just keep going. You know, you got to believe in yourself. That's the biggest thing. Like I think in a keeper, because you're going to get scored on and your confidence is going to get rattled and you're going to make mistakes, but <laughs> At the end of the day, like you got to be your biggest like supporter and believer in yourself, or you're never gonna make your goals happen. You know, there's there was times where I was down, and you know, I even like debated like not quitting soccer, but like, do I really want to play pro? Like, do I really want to do this? And yeah. uh, you just gotta have that unshakable self belief that you know you're the man, and or you're the girl if you're a girl playing goalkeeper, and just you know keep going because the hard work will pay off. You don't know when it's going to pay off, but it will. You know, my father always told me that. And there was times where I doubted that, but it will, you know, goalkeeping is unique and the harder you work, the more results that will come. So just, just work hard and believe in yourself. The biggest things for me, for young goalkeepers. Yeah. So when you, cause obviously every keeper's been scored on, like when you're an outfield player, you lose the ball, like your response is to, try your hardest to win it back or to make it up. Like, what is it like conceding? Like, what is, what does the rest of the game look like for you to make it up? See, that's where it's really tough. And it's so psychological as well. I've met with a lot of psychologists. Like you, like if you let in a bad goal or any goal you think you should save, you can't let it affect the rest of your game because there's nothing you can do. You know, you can't go back and change it, you know? And you just got to have a short-term memory. Like you just got to forget about it and be like next play. And like a big thing that I used to struggle with when I was younger was like, if I made a mistake, I would go looking to make plays. You want to be reactive as a goalkeeper. You don't want to go out there and, you know, make plays. Like you don't want to, then you start going for balls. You shouldn't go for crosses or trying to make passes. You should make to impress and kind of make up for your mistake. But, you know, just, being calm, being short-minded and being reactive and, you know, just doing your job, you know, just move on. You know, everyone makes mistakes. So. Yeah. No, I could imagine like losing the ball. If you're a winger or a striker, any position, losing the ball, it, it doesn't affect the scoreline. I couldn't imagine letting it go. And I could like what to think when it affects the scoreline. Uh, it's a terrible feeling. And, you know, you just, you get so mad at yourself, but that's only going to make it worse, you know? you do that it's going to start raining and it's going to start pouring so yeah you just have a short-term memory and you know just move on and you know think about your next action and doing your next action the right way yeah unfortunately there have been a lot of keepers one mistake i mean glorious carries comes to mind where a mistake to find them just ends things but that's good to just recover and short-term memory um well i think that about wraps it up but I just want to thank you very much for coming on and good luck to your season. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Enjoy yeah, it. no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to your season. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Let me know if you need anything. Oh yeah. Thank you. Of course.
All right, Caleb. Take care, man. Yeah, you too.